So key point number two for us this morning is this. The parable of the Good Samaritan reminds us that redemption is not earned through religious activity. Can't be good enough. Can't go to church enough. Can't sing in the choir enough. Can't do all the, all the religious activity. It's not going to be enough for you to inherit eternal life. The priests and the Levites, they had a good role. They, 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 were, they were decent They were the most likely people to actually stop and help someone. Yet Jesus seems to be making a greater point. And then we move on, verse 33. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. Let me say that again. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was And when he saw him, he had compassion. So the earthly story leaves us to believe that we should be like the Good Samaritan. I mean, you read the story and you're going, oh, that's what we're supposed to be like. We're supposed to be like this Good Samaritan. However, a parable has that spiritual mirrored image of the earthly story. It's that heavenly truth. And what we discover there is that, no, we're really not the Good Samaritan. No, Jesus is the Good Samaritan. He is the unlikely hero. He is the one who came to us. Now, all all of those descriptions that we read in verse 33, he journeyed, he came to us. When he saw him, he had compassion. Those are not descriptors of us. Those are descriptors of Jesus. When we look to Jesus, we see him as the good Samaritan. Pick back up, back up at verse 34. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds. Bandaged his wounds. Now, this is so important. Again, what we see here on the earthly story is doing what? The earthly story, you just see somebody taking care of somebody in need. He bandaged up his wounds. Good for him. But in a spiritual sense, in a spiritual sense, every time we see clothing in Scripture, uh, clothing is always a picture of atonement. When we see here, we see the idea that he was wounded and it was sinful. The idea of coming and bandaging the wounds is that he was what? He was covering. That's the, the, the word atone means to cover. He was covering his what? His wounds. His sin. He was making atonement for the man in need. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can heal the wound of sin. Only Jesus can make atonement for our sin. Then look what he did next. So he went to him, he bandaged his wounds, made atonement for him, pouring on oil and wine. That's a common descriptor of the Holy Spirit. It's a common descriptor. Oil and wine are often used as descriptors of the Holy Spirit. So Christ not only bandages us or makes atonement, but he gives us a helper in the Holy Spirit to help us heal from our brokenness. So he went to him, bandaged his wounds, made atonement, pouring on oil and wine, 
the Holy Spirit. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn. Now, here's what we do know. He took him to some place where he could continue to be cared for and to help him heal. Whether this is symbolic of the church or just other Christians, essentially the same thing, the point is clear. We need to be surrounded by others who will encourage our healing from the wounds of our sin. So this parable, this parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus isn't just saying who is my na- answering the question, who is my neighbor? He really is answering the question, how shall I inherit eternal life? Recognizing sin, recognizing that there is only one who can make atonement. And then he places us into a place where we can get care. And in key point number three, the parable of the Good Samaritan reminds us that Jesus has everything we need to fix our sin problem. Let's pick up at verse 35. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you need, when I come again, I will repay you. So the good Samaritan paid the price for the man to be healed. He is departing soon, but he promises to return. And when he returns, he does what? He promises to restore whatever they spent to help the man. The fourth theme of the gospel. Creation, the fall, redemption, and restoration. He's coming again, and he is going to make restoration. The good Samaritan paid the price for the man to be healed. So perhaps, again, just maybe, Jesus was not just answering the question, who is my neighbor? But he was actually answering, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? You know, acknowledging that we have sinned, fallen into the wrong crowd, our sins then have stripped us, wounded us, left us half dead. We will never inherit eternal life through religious activity. The priest can't do it. The Levites can't do it. Only Jesus. Only Jesus has what we need to bring redemption. It's interesting to me that as I read through that passage and consider the fact that here's a guy that's just traveling and he has everything the guy needs. He has bandages with him. He has everything he needs. Look back at verse 36. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And the lawyer responded, he who showed mercy on him. And then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. How do we inherit eternal life? Acknowledge that we were created in the image of God, but we have sinned. And because of that sin, we have messed things up, and we're not doing a very good job of reflecting the righteousness and holiness of God. 
but because Jesus is a good Samaritan and that he came and he was so good that he was willing to, to bandage our wounds, to make atonement, to redeem us, to die on our behalf so that we could have eternal life. And then we are saved by grace through faith, and, and he says, you know what? I want to make sure that you continue to heal. And one day, all things will be restored. So we're saved by grace through faith. We express our faith when we love God with all our heart, soul, strength, mind, and love our neighbor as ourselves, just as the lawyer said. And we do this when we demonstrate the mercy that's found in the gospel itself. And we go and do likewise, share the gospel with others. One last thought, and then we're going to pray together, and then we'll dismiss. The parable of the Good Samaritan reminds us to demonstrate the mercy that is found in the gospel of Jesus and share it with others. Let's pray.